Hello and welcome to Fail to Find, the MTG podcast about those cards which just don't receive the love that they should. I want to make this a once-weekly podcast, though my last podcast happened to be before Christmas, so there wasn't really much of a chance to do that. So this week, though, I'm going to be bringing you a podcast about a topic which I think is fairly relevant to those of us that enjoy finding cards which aren't used as much. You see, when sets rotate out of standard, prices drop, and attention immediately shifts away as those cards quickly become forgotten. I've noticed this happen to the Shadows of our Innistrad block in a massive way, and while I'm quite late to the fact that it is rotated out of standard, I think there are a large chunk of cards which deserve to be considered for more usage than they currently receive. With one exception, these are all picks for EDH, and so I've taken statistics on deck usage and prices from EDHREC.com. We'll start with the most popular of the bunch and steadily get into the jankier, more undiscovered sections of these sets as we go along. So to start with, we have the Reveal Lands. These include Port Town, Choked Estuary, Foreboding Ruins, Game Trail, and Fortified Village. These are all around a dollar, and they all provide mana fixing with a very easy-to-meet condition. Now, they're called Reveal Lands because each of them require you to reveal a land that shares a basic land type with the type of mana that it produces. So, for instance, a port town would require you to reveal a uh, plains or an island, and then it enters untapped. Now, for a dollar, I'd run these in any deck that uses these colors. They're great dual lands. However, the only downside on them is that they do not have the basic land types on them themselves, so they can't be tutored for with fetches. Imprisoned in the Moon. Now, this is in 5,176 decks at the time of recording, and is about 46 cents. Now, it's a 3-mana enchantment, 2 generic and 1 blue, that enchants a land creature or planeswalker. The permanent it enchants is a colorless land that taps for a colorless mana and loses all other card types and abilities. Now, blue has access to very few capable means of removing permanents effectively once they hit the field, and Imprisoned in the Moon is just the best. While this is certainly not an unknown card, it is very underplayed in only around 5,000 decks, and every blue deck should run this. In about half a dollar, it's a very affordable card. Next, we have Tameo Field Researcher. It's in 4,602 decks and is at about $3.99, and this is definitely the most expensive card out of this list. It's a 4-mana Planeswalker that enters with 4 loyalty. The plus one is that you choose up to two creatures, and until your next turn, if either of those creatures deal combat damage, you draw a card, and it's whenever they deal combat damage. The minus two is to tap up to two target non-land permanents, and they don't untap during their controller's next untap step. And the minus seven is draw three cards, and you get an emblem with you may cast non-land cards from your hand without paying their mana costs. So you get omniscience on an emblem. Now, every mode on this Planeswalker has its use, and while the plus ability seems kind of underwhelming, because it will trigger each time one of the selected creatures deals combat damage, if you target a creature with double strike, you'll actually draw two cards whenever it deals damage, assuming it manages to hit both times. Having the Omniscience stapled onto an emblem that draws you into cards to cast for free is just an utterly amazing thing. 
Now, I don't believe I actually mentioned the exact mana cost of this card. I just said it was four mana. It is one generic, and then a blue, white, and green, so it's a Bant Planeswalker. Now, Drownyard Temple is the next card. It's in 3,860 decks at 25 cents. Now, it is a land that taps for a colorless mana, or you can pay three mana to return it from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Now, this is a land which, if for some reason gets milled or destroyed, it won't set you back massively because you can throw it back into play. And in decks like Gitrog Monster or Titania, it certainly turns into a value engine. As well with the card Prismatic Omen, which isn't cheap, and is an enchantment that gives all of your lands every basic land type, and the Orcish Lumberjack type creatures, of which I believe there are four, they all sacrifice forests to generate three mana. You can trigger it multiple times a turn. Now this is an incredibly janky combo, which if you add a fourth part to, Retreat to Coral Helm, which on landfall will untap a creature, you can generate infinite landfall triggers. I realize that this is, again, incredibly janky and not necessarily useful in any way whatsoever, but I absolutely love it. Alright, so the next card is Summary Dismissal. It is in 3,117 decks at 25 cents. It is a 4-mana instant, 2 generic and 2 blue, that says, Exile all other spells and counter all abilities. Now this is, while situational, an absolutely amazing counter spell. Against spells which say that they can't be countered, this instead exiles them. Now the versatility of also hitting abilities makes this without a doubt worth playing, and because it exiles every other spell, it also hits every copy of a storm card once the storm card is cast. Alright, and so next we have Thermo Alchemist, which is in 1,493 decks at 18 cents. It is a 2-mana, uh, 1 generic, 1 red, 0-3, with Defender that taps to deal 1 damage to each opponent. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you untap the Thermo Alchemist. Honestly, the main reason that I love this card is that it pings each opponent rather than just one. Whittling down the life totals of the whole table makes it easier to balance pushing damage without upsetting any one particular person, and the abusability of untapping this creature seems really, really fun to mess with, and again, very abusable. That's why I came up with that word, abusability. Alright, next creature is Bygone Bishop in 1,405 decks at 35 cents. It is a 3 mana, 2 generic, 1 white, 2-3 with flying, and whenever you cast a creature spell with CMC 3 or less, investigate. What really draws me to this card is that it's essentially another copy of Mentor of the Meek, and both provide white with card draw that white desperately needs. As well, I actually think Investigate is a mechanic which needs to be played more. The fact that clues are artifacts and tokens lets them trigger so many unique things like Metalcraft or cards like Gearup or Aethergrid, and having the card draw ability stapled to them is incredibly powerful. Now for anyone who doesn't know what I mean by the card draw ability stapled onto them, 
Each clue reads, you can pay two generic and sacrifice the clue to draw a card. Next, we have a card that I'm going to list two different statistics for, one as a commander and one as in every deck that it is just a card as part of the 99. Now, this card is Sigarda Heron's Grace. It's only in 475 decks as the commander, but it is in... 1,368 decks as part of the 99, and it costs just under a dollar at 99 cents. It is a 5-mana, 4-5 with flying. I believe it is 3 generic, 1 white, and 1 green. You and humans you control have hexproof. Pay 2 generic mana and exile a card from your graveyard. Put a 1-1 human soldier token into play. As a commander, I think this card is incredibly underrated. Green-white humans can be built in a myriad of ways, and the board wipe, sorry, the board-wide hexproof, as well as hexproof for yourself, is amazing. In addition, the two-mana ability lets you recover easily after a board wipe by exchanging your past board for a new one. I just recently built this as a commander, and I am enjoying myself immensely. Next up, we have Trail of Evidence in 1,347 decks at 20 cents. It is a 3 mana enchantment, 2 generic and 1 blue, that reads, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, investigate. The clues you generate by casting spells will give you the means to draw into more cards, which will investigate even more. What's not to love? Now next we have Identity Thief, which is in 972 decks. Now, to give a quick comparison, and to kind of tip you off as to what this card does, the card Clone is in 5,580 decks. Identity Thief costs 25 cents. It is a 4-mana, 0-3, that whenever it attacks, you exile another target non-token creature, which it becomes a copy of until end of turn. At the beginning of the next end step, that creature is returned to the battlefield. Two things to note about this card. It triggers on attack, and it can hit either your own creatures or your opponents. What I like about this card is that on attacking, you can remove your opponent's best creature and gain a copy of it that is attacking. Or, another option would be to attack with the purpose of abusing ETB effects off of creatures in general, either your own or your opponent's. Next up, we have one of my personal favorite enchantments of all time, Olvenwald Mysteries. It is in 900 decks at 20 cents. It is a 3-mana enchantment, 2 generic and 1 green, with whenever a non-token creature you control dies, investigate. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, put a 1-1 human soldier token into play. I love this card for too many reasons, but one of which is that it gets you a way to not only draw into cards to replace the creatures that you lose, but when you do draw that card, you get another 1-1 token. So this gives you double value, essentially, off of your creatures dying. It gets you a clue to draw cards, and it gets you a creature whenever you do draw that card off of the clue. It's just absolutely nuts. Now, this next card here is the one card that I'm not necessarily recommending for EDH. However, I do think it is good in EDH for very specific decks, 
I believe it should see more play in formats like Modern, or if Frontier ever actually becomes a thing. Now this card is Thraben Inspector. It's in 850 decks at 25 cents. It is a 1 mana 1-2 with uh, the cost of 1 white that investigates when it enters the battlefield. Now the 1-2 body isn't insubstantial, as it won't just trade, but will actually kill any 1-1s that it fights with. And the investigate ability would be fun to see if you can abuse alongside other types of artifact tokens like gold or treasure. I'm going to be brewing with this thing for sure in modern, hopefully maybe making some kind of weird Gearper Aether Grid thingy at some point in the future. I'll see what I can make work. Next up, we have Displace at 776 decks. Now, comparable to it, Ghostly Flicker, and that is in 3,343 decks. Displace costs 13 cents. It is a 3-mana instant, 2 generic and 1 blue, that exiles 2 creatures you control and returns them immediately to the battlefield. This is a very similar effect to Ghostly Flicker, but Ghostly Flicker costs the same and can hit artifacts and lands, as well as creatures. Now, I realize that that makes Ghostly Flicker strictly better, but in decks that want to abuse ETB effects, or decks that just simply want to use a Flicker effect to try and save from targeted removal, I don't see why you wouldn't run both. Next up, we have Subjugator Angel at 769 decks and 19 cents. It's spendy. It is a 6-mana 4-3 with flying, 4 generic, and 2 white. And when it enters the battlefield, tap all creatures your opponents control. This is used the most in Kalia of the Vast decks, most likely because it taps your opponents down before any blockers but I think that this card is better used in decks looking to abuse flicker effects. I could see it working in, like, Rune of the Hidden Realms decks, or similar decks to that. The 4-3 body is significant, and when used with one of my personal pet cards, Mirror Mockery, it ensures that you lock your opponents out of any blockers. Next, we have Pieces of the Puzzle, which is in 506 decks at 13 cents. It's a 3-mana sorcery, 2 generic and 1 blue. Reveal the top 5 cards of your library and put up to 2 instants or sorceries from them into your hand and the rest go to the graveyard. In a spell-heavy deck, this card seems like a good way to sift through and find exactly what you need. And for me, essentially reads like a 3-mana scry 5 that draws you 2 out of those 5. In my opinion, in EDH especially, Putting cards into the graveyard is much better than putting them onto the bottom of your deck, because a lot of abilities exist which interact with the graveyard, being able to flash back those cards via Snapcaster Mage or Torrential Gear Hulk or cards like Past and Flames. Next we have a card very similar to Pieces of the Puzzle, called Contingency Plan. It is in 436 decks at 13 cents. It is a two-mana sorcery that says look at the top five cards of your library and put any number of them into your graveyard. 
the rest go back on top of your library in any order. This, in my opinion, is essentially a superior Scry 5 effect for 2 mana. In any deck that wants to utilize the graveyard, this fills it up and fixes your draws for the next few turns. Now, these last two cards that I'm going to talk about are less cards that I want you to take seriously, and more cards that I want you to think about in a general fun way. We have Permeating Mass in 398 decks at 25 cents. It is a 1 mana 1-3, which whenever it deals combat damage to a creature, that creature becomes a copy of Permeating Mass. Now, if you can give Permeating Mass first strike, it'll deal its combat damage to the other creature before that creature deals its combat damage. The Permeating Mass trigger will hit the stack, and then it will turn that creature into a copy of Permeating Mass before the Permeating Mass will deal damage to the Permeating Mass. Very confusing. But one of my personal goals is to definitely try and make the entire field a copy of just one disgusting Permeating Mass. And next we have Geist of the Archives. In 302 decks at 17 cents. It's a 3 mana 0-4 that has Defender and at the beginning of your upkeep, Scry 1. Now it's a spirit, which may or may not matter for certain tribal elements, and it comes with Thassa's, the god of the seas, Scry ability stuck to it, which is honestly my favorite part of that particular god. For 17 cents, being able to scry at the beginning of your upkeep every turn is amazing. Now, to put this into context, though, search for Azkanta, which, while it does have the flip side, which is amazing, we'll ignore the flip side for now, search for Azkanta is a two-mana enchantment that lets you look at the top card each upkeep, well, at the beginning of your upkeep, and either keep it on top or put it into your graveyard. And this is why I think that abilities like that are so much better than Scry. Search for Azkanta is like a $15 card. However, the fact that it can put cards into your graveyard essentially means that you'll draw into what you need for now and still have access to that card in your graveyard for later. Alright, and that's all the cards that I wanted to talk about from the Shadows Over Innistrad block. Now that counts Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon. If you want to get in contact with me, suggest show ideas, talk to me about why I skipped a week in producing these, or tell me that my mic sucks or something. I know it does. Uh, you can get in contact with me on Twitter at fail2find, that is fail, and then the number two, find. And these podcasts are also on iTunes, so you can leave a review there. Or you can just leave a comment down below in this video. All right. I'll see you, hopefully, next week. Bye.